Hi and welcome to Sweetman Podcast, this is Simon Sweetman and this is episode 39, brought to you as always by Phantom Bill Stickers and uh, we get support too from Eusty Boys and Lafare. This is a conversation with A.D. Walker, she's an actor, um, I'd, se- I'd seen her in a really fantastic play called Lungs and uh, of course I knew her and you probably know her from her role in Outrageous Fortune where she played uh, Draska. Um, she is also in the TV uh, comedy Step Dave. Um, and, you know, she's been in some films, done all sorts of acting. She's also a musician. She was in the um, in the band Duchess and before that Handsome Jeffrey. They, uh, those bands are probably best remembered now as being the launching pad for Anna Coddington. Um, AD being a good friend of Anna's has continued to work with her. She's made most of Anna's music videos over the last few years. So, uh, yeah, all of that stuff was interesting to talk about. Um, what was cool too is, although I'd had a very brief meeting with her once years ago, um, when she was tour managing Anika Moa, I think, uh, really how I got onto it was I had a chat uh, with the director of the play Lungs, and that's going to be in another podcast. That's a guy called Dean Hewison, who's a friend of mine. And I got chatting to him about it. Obviously, we talked a lot about the play. And then he said, when AD's next in town, you should talk to her. She'd be a really good subject for the podcast. What I liked about that is, uh, you know, I would have never contacted her, so it was cool that that someone, uh, you know, was able to bring someone to me, and uh, and I got a conversation that I probably would have never um, tried to seek out otherwise, and I think it was a really good conversation. So that's what this one is. It's me talking with a um, very talented musician, actor, uh, and as I found out, also writer and director, A.D. Walker. Um, but doing like, yeah, Dean, Dean sent me the script a year ago and I was in Melbourne and I never know what you do. You never know what you're doing in a year's yeah, yeah. time. And especially with my career, cause you know, you just kind of, you know, every job is like, oh gosh, is that enough money so that I don't have to work here and I can do some writing. And with plays, it's not ever any money, mm. <laughs> much money. Mm. But I just read the script really quickly, like skimmed through it and was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it would have been easy. There's no stage directions. No stage directions, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, and I just think when you when you know you're going to be in something or potentially be in something, you can you read it from that perspective straight away. Mm. So we've had some feedback. People had read the script and thought that it was quite um, depressing or that the woman was super annoying or whatever it was. And then, then but I think for me, because I'm not, I wasn't, I was inside her head and I was like, yeah. oh my God, this is incredible writing. Mm. So yeah, I just, I just had a great time. Like I love Dean, I love working with Dean um, and came, got to come down and spend another two months in Wellington. So mm. I've now spent five months in Wellington this year working. Yes. Yeah. Great. Um, and yeah, we just, I just think, yeah, we had great reviews. Mm. Um, we had an earthquake, obviously, in the middle of our season, which mm. may have affected some people coming out, mm. which we totally understand. And um, I just really hope we get to take it to Auckland um, mm. and maybe some other towns as well. Yeah. It was an amazing, um, I think I was there on the opening night and it was just, mm. yeah, it was amazing. I mean, <laughs> that, that audience seemed, you know, I don't know if you got to see much of this, but that audience seemed quite shell-shocked. <laughs> At the end of it, which I, yeah. I always think, um, maybe not, not every play has to end that way, but I always think that's a pretty good outcome from theatre. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we've had some really incredible responses. Or like, we come down after, we come down maybe 15 minutes after the show and people are still kind of wiping away tears. And mm, it's, mm. So, and it's, you know, I think some people didn't come because they thought it was super sad. And I'm like, no, there's heaps of funny parts yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, like, yeah. it's balanced. But, um, and actually we probably got a bit funnier as the season went on because yeah. we got more comfortable. Yeah. Because it's quite verbose, <laughs> as you may have seen. But yeah, yeah it's a, it's actually a play about something important. So I, yeah. And I think like um, what, what was interesting about it was uh, too for me was there was this talk about it being like a such a great sort of fifty fifty split. Your production mm. like was was complete fifty fifty split. But as a two hander of a play, I mean, I think if anything, your character's actually got more more lines than Arthur's. Yeah, she speaks. She yeah. speaks seems to speak faster and more often. <laughs> She does speak very fast and a lot. Yeah, I think that, yeah, Dean, I think Dean said to me when he read it, he, yeah, where he saw it, sorry, mm. that he said it, it is the kind of the woman's story. Because mm. you, you sort of end with her as yeah, well. Yeah, that's right. But, um, but yeah, I mean... Um, but yeah. it was, it absolutely, and obviously Arthur's a fantastic actor, but it absolutely requires, like it couldn't have been a monologue show. It couldn't no. Have, it requires that interaction. It requires that male character in that instant the male character to be something of a foil 
Yeah. You know, because I think like he's has the male character is maybe if he's not given as many lines, he's given a few more opportunities to be quite funny. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Because I, I went to it on my own, and then my wife went to it afterwards with a friend because I recommended it, and uh, and she came back and I said, "What do you think?" And she really liked it, but she was very cold. It was interesting. She was very cold towards the woman character. Oh, and, interesting. And I yeah. talked to Dean about it, and he seemed to think that that was quite a common mm. thing that if anything, women found. Women were harder on women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I think, you know, maybe maybe that's a... Except for young women. We've had lots of young women come, because we had such young audiences. We Mm. had 16-year-olds coming and just getting so into it. They Mm. forgot. I think people would forget that they were watching a play because they were super vocal, Mm. like Mm. talking. (laughs) We're just like... Yeah, Dean said that, actually. As the season went on, you get people actually almost... But I I did that once. um, Not quite in a play, but I remember sticking around for... You know, one of the talks afterwards. Yeah. And uh, so the, the, you know, the actors have all dropped their character and they're sitting on stage as actors discussing, yeah. you know, a bit like what we're talking about now, mm. you know, discussing the role. And uh, I just remember seeing um, this play and the one of the actors, one of the actresses, the character was so horrible that she was playing. And, and I remember just halfway through her talking about it, just blurting out. But she was horrible. <laughs> and then I sort of like had to stop myself. Yeah. From, but then again, I thought, that's great. Like, that's such a great visceral response, response to yeah. theatre was thinking that it was real, even yeah. afterwards, wanting to sort of shout that out. I think so too. I think we, yeah. We, um, you know what? We, because we did a month, there were probably nights where they were ha- more horrible, not horrible to each other, but you know, they mm. fought stronger. Mm. And then there's other ones where we try to, you know, it's a really, I mean, it's a really difficult piece to do. Mm. And I think, because, you know, they're changing um, times, jumps within a moment. And I think some nights, if something's going, or one of us is reacting a little bit stronger, it's natural for the other to fight back. But yeah, yeah. We, I, I had to always go, you know, she is, re- the character's very smart and mm. she, she sort of quite overpowering. So we did have to kind of balance it and really make sure that even, that mm. even. So... Not every night was perfect, you know? Like, some nights I'd come off going, no, that wasn't, didn't feel right. So, I mean, who knows? Katie might have come on a night that was... Um... Oh, she loved it. She, she you know, she, yeah. she loved it. But uh, it was uh, it was just interesting that her mm. response was, was perhaps a little bit different to mine, which I thought was good. But, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, totally. But, um, how do you, overall, how do you sort of unpack from a play like that? Like, at the end of each night, mm. and then at the end of the season, it feels like... That one, to me in particular, was quite a lot to live with. I yeah. imagine everyone involved in it, because it was such a real conversation between people, and because there's no real, no real artifice there. There's mm. no, you know, there's nothing to hide behind. That it's very easy, almost impossible, not to register that with regard to your personal situation. Like you, yeah. you, know, you have to kind of put yourself in that. I still think, um, because we want, you know, we're hoping that lungs will go to Auckland, mm. I still kind of think I'm in it a little bit, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, I bet. Like, yeah, um, yeah. So I just went on to do a short film in Wellington. I went back to Auckland, basically to see my boyfriend. Yeah. Because I was like, okay. Reintroduce yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go, hi. Because he's moved to Auckland for mm. me, and I'm doing a play in Wellington, and he's <laughs> like, um... And then, um, so I thought, I really need to go spend time with him. And that was mm. really nice. It was a way, because because I'd gone back to Auckland, I wasn't around Wellington where I'd been mm. for a couple of months. We just had a very normal time. But I do find myself saying some of the lines, and so did Dean and Adrian. Wow. They, they're like, God, they get into a fight, and then yeah. they'll, the line, because it's some of yeah. the words they say, it's just normal dialogue yeah, yeah. they say. But I find myself doing it all the time. <laughs> or someone will say a line, and I'll laugh, and I'm like, that's from lungs. And like mm. my references are like, oh, so in lungs, there's this conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm still doing that. But So I came down to do this other short film, and I'm jumping into another relationship with another actor, yeah. and we've got three kids, completely different scenario. Yeah, yeah. And um, but yeah, I kept referencing lungs, and I was yeah. like, "This is so weird." Or or environmentally, like I'm watching people do things. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like you know, there's definitely more because we discussed it for three weeks in rehearsal, mm. and we were all you know just thinking so so much harder about okay, okay, what things can we be doing? You yeah. Know? And um, I think you know my boyfriend's probably going to get an earful when I get back. I'm like, "You can't do this." You can't. <laughs> so a year ago, you're in Melbourne going, I don't know what I'm doing in a year, but I'll agree to this play. Yeah. Now you're here, you've done it, you've jumped straight into a short film. Mm. What's what's next? Do you have work to go straight to? 
Yeah, um, but it's not acting, which is good um, for a little bit. Um, it's right, so I'm doing a lot of writing and developing project ideas. Yeah, so, yeah. made a few short films and now writing two big features. But you yeah. know, people say they're writing a feature. It, you know, I don't know when I'll be making those features. Okay. So, as well as those, I'm developing some TV show mm. ideas. So, we've got quite a few going on. Um, but I really want to focus on that because it's easy to get carried away with something else and mm. do a day on it. But I just mm. want to spend. I mean, obviously, I'll take mm. this good acting role. I'm going to take it. Yeah, yeah. But um, hopefully, this summer can be, you know, quite. I want to concentrate on some of these because they're female, you know, female-driven dramas, and mm. we need more. Mm, mm. And um, working with some really cool other writers and people, and I just and and also, you know, really focusing on just not. I just don't want to keep seeing. Um, I just I don't know. I'm really excited about some of the ideas we have because we're not putting necessarily what white men leads yeah, <laughs> and yeah. even not even white yeah. female leads you know we're really yeah. just going hey why does she need to be white why yeah, why, yeah. why is it a need and to be why does it need to be a thing that she's not white yeah is the other thing after that isn't it like yeah. it, why does it need to suddenly be um you know overtly about race because it doesn't you know, feature white people. I know. We're, we're I know. ridiculous like that. <laughs> we're, you know, then it has to be like an explanation, a hand holding through it. I know. I've yeah. got a, a, actually a film idea. I wanted to work with a particular actor and he's Māori. And then suddenly I was like creating this Māori film. And I was like, that's so interesting because actually I want to tell a story about this man mm. and he happens to be Māori. And so that's a kind of a very, and I, and, but I also want to honor that as well. So mm. it's this very, and it's been, this, this one's been over two years. And I'm like, but really it came from me wanting to work with this actor. And, yeah. you know, I want to, wanted him to play this role. Mm. So it's been, yeah, it's really, it's really uh, tricky. Well, let's, let's go, um, let's go all the way back to, to where you grew up and how you got into doing what you're doing. Mm. And then we can come back to talk a bit more about like current and future projects. Yeah, cool, but cool. let's, let's, so let's go all the way back. So I don't know a lot about you, and apart from you just walking into my house, I think we met very briefly. Um, I feel like it was you that were was doing the door and maybe tour managing for Anika Moa <laughs> yeah, many years it. ago, yeah. and I, I I fronted up to interview her. Yes, I was writing a book, and um, I did. I don't think I think I popped into the show that night, but anyway, I went in. Mm. So I, so I met you then, and I obviously I, I recognised that I that I recognise you from TV from Outrageous mm. Fortune. Yeah. But we, that was a split second meeting. Yeah. And then, really I've watched a bit of your work. So I want you to fill in yeah. those gaps for me. Yeah. So you grew up in Hamilton? Grew up in Hamilton, um, had a teacher father and a nurse mother and one sister. Very, mm. very normal upbringing. Mm. Um, and then... Are you I, a born performer? Are you a show-off from, uh, as a kid? I think I talked a lot. Which you know, I, yeah. I meet little girls now who talk a lot, and I'm like, shut up! And then I'm like, wait a second, don't, don't put, don't sh shut them down, Amy. Yeah. You know? um, but yeah, so I think I was into it, but I was sort of also like I wanted to do things, and then I'd get shy. So my sister actually started getting into the school productions, mm. and I think I'd audition and I wouldn't get in. Mm. And then um, eventually I sang as well, so I sang a little bit, so I'd get into the musicals. Mm. And then, um, but really I was just into music, so I was in school bands from the age of 10, I think, or 11, and I didn't, I played, I played a little bit of everything, but I'm not very good at anything. Mm. And then I um, met Anna Coddington and Jana Hawkins um, when I was about 13 or 14, and then all my friends were sort of from Raglan, and then Anna and Jana really wanted to be in a band, mm. and they were a bit kooky, and I really liked them. And um, we started our band, but we didn't know what, we were doing covers or something, mm. and then one summer she came back and had written a song. Um, and then so she became she was singing and I went on the drums because we mm. all played drums mm. and then yeah and so then I was in a band with Anna from t 15 to 25 and now make her music videos and, mm. you know it's long but um, yeah so music actually I always thought I'd be in a band mm. I that's what I was going to do and that's taken a, what a complete backseat to not existing now or it, it's taken a complete backseat but actually I'm really wanting to put some like musicals you know into yeah. some of these stuff I'm writing I'm like yeah. actually it'd be really cool to link that back in yeah 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 I write really stupid raps but I really only do them for um like charity events and yeah, stuff and yeah. they sort of have to have a character because I'm yeah, too yeah, self-conscious yeah. um but it's kind of I call it strawberry blonde raps mm. yeah which you might understand actually yes. yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh but I couldn't do that <laughs> yeah even behind a character um but okay so yeah music's the thing that and what, do you think you're going to get rich and famous out of that? And, and um, yeah. 
Yeah, good question. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. do you have that lofty, even if it's just an ideal, and then the other part of you is telling you, no, that actually is never going to happen to us, but it'd be fun. Do you have that sort of approach to it? I think everyone kind of, when you're young, you know, the world really is your oyster. Well, you mm. feel that way, you know? You mm. feel like, oh, anything's possible. Mm. And then our friends, the Datsuns, which were Trinket at the time, then they got rich and famous. You know, yeah, like, yeah. it was just like, so well, was like, oh, well, well, they're well, on a cover of a magazine. Yeah, yeah, we might be next. Well, I don't know if we... I don't know. I think we were sort of all quite realistic as well. We all did degrees. You know, we mm. weren't like mm. the three of us. We weren't banking on it at well, all. Yeah, and it was just really fun. Mm. And it was our lives. Like, we were 16 years old, seven, 16, 17, driving up to Auckland to do gigs, probably in really shitty bars. But, mm. like, our, you know, our school thought, man, they're cool. We thought we were cool, I guess. Um, or just, it was just our normal life. And we were hanging, we met Ed, Ed Cake, um, Edmund McWilliams, at, 18 years old and got introduced to all that world mm. quite young and we were just little tomboys and he's so. he's kind of like a weird genius right <laughs> like um, well, yeah we thought he was a normal genius and now yeah. we're like yeah no, he's weird no we love it um <laughs> but yeah so he was really important to us as well i think at that time mm. like quite influential so this is handsome mm. jeffrey and then it becomes duchess duchess and it's yeah. the same lineup pretty much no i went on to well, keys because we were doing a lot of because we had a lot of like harmonies and mm. singing and stuff um, and I was doing a little bit of keys and then we had a boy drummer so mm. we had Johnny um, yeah but that didn't really last long because well Anna sort of got, started getting heaps of gigs BVing for people like yeah, she got to she go around the, the world with Beckler Beckler the one. Yeah, yeah. and then I started doing more acting and then I mean anyone who's in a band will know it. Like, it's the best thing in the world to be in a band but then it's also like having yeah, a family yeah, yeah. and you have to rely on everybody Yeah. and I think the acting was like only I had to rely on myself and so that started so so where and how does the acting come in like I went to drama school yeah um, so I went to drama school when the girls went to uni um, and then yeah I just sort of what were you sort of what was your inspiration or motivations behind that like to go you, to drama school yeah to get, to get involved in acting to go to drama school was there did you was there a, a eureka moment or was there at some point where you just sort of yeah. Overdosed on movies or TV, and went, that's something I want to do. Or... Well, I think always I'd like to write. I never didn't realize this at the time. I loved writing stories, and I'd be I'd walk to school. Like I think even in primary school, I'd walk to school, and I'd write these entirely elaborate stories. Mm. And always my in class, you know, when we did storytelling, mine were always ridiculously long. And so I think that was always there, which is now what I'm doing now. Mm. Um, but then I did this when we played at Sweetwaters. So Handsome Jeffrey won the Rock Quest and got a spot at Sweetwaters. And we played at Sweetwaters, which was amazing. We've, got a we've still got that check somewhere that we didn't bank. Because um, because you could have. Yeah. I think we got, and it was two hundred bucks yeah, yeah. or something. <laughs> I went to that Sweetwaters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was pretty good. It, it was, was pretty cool. To be it was there, funny it? because uh, I talk about this with a few people because. It was before that you know, like the internet had yeah. really exploded in yeah, terms totally. of in terms of utmost connectivity. So when we were in there, I mean, we were just there as um, might have been a little bit different for some of the performers, perhaps. But but as an audience, we were just in the bubble and didn't really know what was going on in terms of all of that. You know, like. Um, in terms of the sort of story of, of the lack of payment and the mismanagement yeah. and then like really what really announced it was Elvis Costello's performance and him yeah. being so shitty yeah. and I was there kind of to see him and I was really let down by yeah. and I think like someone had smuggled in a newspaper the next day or something but you know like us, wow. you, you could text people but people didn't do it that much no it wouldn't have been you know, yeah, now, so now we're just like what, what, what you know answer instantly. do we need yeah Google. yeah yeah yeah. So that was quite funny, just from there. Was it? Was it? Sweet one is where UB40 took like an hour to get on. I was yeah, like, well, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. There were some. There were some really good performances at that. It gets written off as sort of like this failure, but no, it was actually great. I kind of loved it. Like there were some pretty good, some pretty good things. I remember having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were like eighteen. But yeah, I'm sure we've still got that check. I think <laughs> my, it might be in my garage actually. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So did Sweetwaters and these people were putting on a play in Hamilton mm. and they needed actors who could play instruments and they saw me play the drums there and singing and um, yeah so I got this role like it was my first um, production out of high school mm. and it was uh, Return to the Forbidden Planet which is a rock musical version of The Tempest yeah. um, which many people may love um, and I got to play Miranda and I just remember it because I was 18 and I had to kiss a 39 year old man 
which now I'm like, I think I know your man's not even old. But back then I was like, it was a big deal. Yeah. And But it was really cool because all of us played something. So we all played either like a little bit of bass or guitar or keys and we'd played the music and sang. So that was my first thing and I was like, this is awesome. And then I think um did a theatre paper at uni and then um, my lecturer said you should audition for drama school and I did so it actually was a little bit like oh if I get into drama school I'll do that and if I don't I'll go and study languages mm. which would never have given me a job or oh, it might have might have actually what yeah. um how was drama school good I think I'm someone that kind of needed it because I was small town Hamilton girl I did I wouldn't have known how to get an gave agent you, gave you the bigger picture or like the steps yeah. towards the bigger picture I didn't realise how much of a tomboy I was. You know, there were so many things yeah. that I didn't know about myself. Yeah. And if you're going to be playing female characters... Like, when I got Outrageous Fortune, I'd never worn a short skirt. Because we were just like... I was a drummer. Yeah, you know? yeah, I wore yeah, shorts yeah. over my knees. Yeah. We, we would swim in board shorts. Like, we didn't, yeah, you know, yeah. our friend, we didn't swim in our bikinis. Yeah. And then I get this role of Draska. And, she, and I, I remember having... I go, okay, I'm going to buy a short skirt. I bought a denim... Practice. Yeah, and I, and I spent this, like a month not pulling it down. Yeah. And then, um, you know, then thank God I did because she wore some pretty yeah. special outfits. Yeah. Yeah. So was that the first TV gig, like solid TV gig for you? Big, yeah, my big one. Yeah. yeah. I did like. What did you do before that? Like a little bit of. I did a movie. Yeah. Called The Locals. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know that movie. Actually, we've got it. We've got one. I'll show you before you go, but we've got one of Greg Page's paintings. Oh cool! Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So Greg and I knew each other before that. Yeah. Um. But that was quite a cool film. Yeah, I mean, I, it was like the coolest thing I'd ever done. I was mm. like, I remember tu- I was shooting in Tiaomudu. Mm. I remember turning up and the lights were like a stadium light, and, it, and I was like, "What is that? It looks it's like UFOs or something." Yeah. And they're like, "That's the film set," and I was like, "Whoa!" Is it so, one of those situations where a lot of the people involved in that it was kind of a first project for them, or a first a first significant project, or was it a really experienced? Bunch of people. It was a mix. We had a yeah. mix, yeah. So we had like. I guess that's New Zealand. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. yeah. But you yeah, definitely now. I yeah. look at everyone. They'll be they're now veterans, and they would have been yeah, doing yeah. first or second jobs. Yeah. But we had Kate Elliott, who um, you know, has done at that point had done four feature films. Yeah. And then there was Dwayne Cameron, mm. who done a lot of stuff, and then Johnny Barker and I were the ones kind of mm, pretty mm. green, and so that was really interesting because Kate had Kate had been acting since she was twelve or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was just like the nice, like the nice girl, like freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you want me to do? I'll do it. Yeah. So I watched Outrageous Fortune a little bit after it, not too much, but a little bit after it sort of showed on TV. It didn't, it didn't, I don't, and I don't know if I'm quite right here, but it feels like, like a lot of show. now it's just standard, I guess, but it feels like it was the first New Zealand TV show that really benefited from being on DVD and mm, you know absolutely. experienced a whole new audience through that and then like we caught up pretty quickly like yeah. I think we let the first couple of seasons go yeah. but then by the time the third season started we'd watched yeah. everything in a few weeks and were hooked and waiting and then it was like really boring waiting <laughs> you right, know yeah. week to week to to see it so that show just kind of and if, I feel like I'm not alone in that like that was most like a good portion of the people who watched that show totally. sort of discovered it that way the first season I was in New Zealand, obviously I was shooting, mm. um, and then I left the country, and um, no, no, wait, that's not right. No, I did one, two, and three, that's right, and then I left the country, and so it was just a, ah, oh, you know, people were watching it for sure, and then I was overseas when they did four, five, and by the time I came back to do six, I suspect for a summer, mm. it was crazy. Mm. Like, I remember going into a supermarket, and I was like, why is everyone staring at me? Yeah, like, I, yeah. just, I thought something was on my face. Yeah. And then I thought it was like guys were staring. And then I was like, no, old ladies are staring. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, far out. Like, this yeah. is. So, and then I went back to England again. But um, I, I remember thinking, oh, yeah, it, people thought it was cool. And, but it wasn't a cult hit until yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of three years later. Yeah. yeah. So what was, and what was the sort of um, experience making? I, get, I guess, again, there you've got a mix of, First timers and near first timers and you know um, first big move yeah and then some veterans yeah and and in both cast and crew I would imagine yeah and so what was the experience like making it like what was the yeah I think it was quite cool we we I met Antonia Pribble and Michelle Ang and I knew Siobhan who played Pascal 
Um, so I got to meet those guys, and we were all, I mean, they've all done more than I had, I think. Would that be right? No, maybe not. But yeah, so we all coming in. So it felt like there was quite a good. There's so many people in that show. Mm, mm. So even though there was yeah, like I was thinking the, yeah. that it managed a big cast really well. Really well, for, eh? for most of the, I sort of, uh, I, I, I'm in the, I'm in the crew that think that it sort of fell away a bit in the last season. There were a few too many unanswered things that yeah. would have been a real bind for the writers by that in point. This, you mean in the six? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To 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 wrap every to try and wrap everything up. Oh, yeah. It was sort of things had just got away by that point it was too hard to bundle everything yeah. up but it was still I still you know elements of that last season worked I absolutely to, I have to watch it again I can't even remember what happened I went to prison that's right you make a, a, a TV show like that you don't know if it's going to be good or not let alone successful on any level um, you shoot it all at once and then you have to wait for a while and then it comes out do, do you as a a fairly new act, actor certainly new to a TV, do you have butterflies in the stomach and have to watch it or can you not watch it at all when it's... Um, no, I'm excited to watch it because I, you know, I mean, yeah, it's. I think those first few years of watching yourself is weird. Like, you look at your face and... Yeah, I was going to say, you're not really... You're, you're studying yourself yeah. and the performance. You're not really taking the, the whole show. thing, yeah. So you just mentioned I have to watch it again. You could now watch it and probably enjoy it for the, for the oh, first... Real yeah. time, yeah, yeah. It's super weird. Yeah. But um, but I think um, I'm so into the whole film, the, the whole process, that I, like, the actors are part of it, but they're yeah. not, like, this, you know, they come in so late in game. Yeah, yeah. I know that it, it, for everybody, the actors are the thing, but it's like, um, this is going a little bit off topic, but I did a director's attachment with Westside, and so we were, like, you know, mapping out, working with all the art department and the costume department and the locations and, the, you know, writers. Mm. And the actors come in for their read-through, like, almost at the end of that process. Mm, mm. So it's like this. So I've always been into the whole... I've always yeah. been watching what's going on on set. And so I love watching it because I don't... What you shoot, you're doing... You're seeing over and over again takes. And I love seeing what happens. Mm, like, mm. So even now, I can pretty much... Like that short film we just shot, I can watch, go and watch The Rushes. I mean, I cr- yeah, it's, you're definitely cringy. So yeah, God, yeah. of course. Yeah. Or you're like, why did I do that? But um, more so, I'm kind of like, just interested in how it all put, yeah. put together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I did, um, I mean, I'm not an actor and, 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 and could never do that, but I did reviews on Good Morning TV for years. And the first, like, we used to record them, I guess, so Katie could watch them because you know she's at work or whatever and so I watched a few of them the first year and I couldn't make sense of it I was just watching it going oh I didn't I didn't spit you know I didn't have my shirt was was buttoned up I didn't have food on my face yeah, yeah. like I I looked about as good as I could for that which is you know not great but like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like I managed to get through it and I used words that Rule of English and yeah. popped out and and it was really interesting to me because like I, I went on it to have a go at reviewing in a different capacity but yeah. everyone that I talked to about it were like oh so you're going to do more TV are you you know like do you think you're hot shit for being on TV like yeah. and all this sort of thing which was very weird because it's yeah. like uh, it was five minutes on a morning TV show yeah, yeah, once, yeah. once a week you know it wasn't yeah 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 well <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, it is weird. Yeah, I don't know. So did you start, you must have started getting a more intense version of that with people, you know, we're we're a funny country when we spot people we recognise on TV. Yeah. Was there any grief in those early years Um, or, not even grief, but just sort of, you know, like weird expectations around... Behaviour. Yeah. (laughs) Um... Do you know what? I really didn't... I, there was a, a few moments where I noticed I'd go to be with Tony and Tony, and people would go, oh, and Tony's so nice and kind of give, shoot me an evil. And it's like, oh, my God, <laughs> what is going on? Because you, know, you played a character that was... Well, I played um, a... Um, I, like, I don't like to call her a bitch or a sludge. No. But... Ambitious. Ambitious, yeah. Um, ambitious, with a, ambitious with a psychotic <laughs> leaning or something, eh? Just, like, I just think, very determined young yeah, woman, you yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's not entirely accurate. That's but but it, but obsessive it, maybe, exactly. Yeah. And so in the eyes of you know a small country getting hooked on something, and, and outrageous fortune is like an interesting um, 
mirror for yeah. New Zealand. It's, you know, it, it, it has that. A lot of us enjoyed it, and yeah. a lot enjoyed the cringe element that it's like, oh, we're we're yeah. this, we're actually like this, and yeah. some really hated that. Yeah. So I imagine playing a stroppy, yeah. ambitious character, potty mouth. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Would could draw some interesting responses from people I, that struggle to separate you know they almost would imagine oh they must have gone and got some yeah, yeah, slutty yeah. chick with a potty yeah, mouth yeah, yeah, to play yeah. that slutty chick with a potty mouth I think you know. I think actually yeah there was one time I went to a friend's like a childhood friend's um, wedding in uh, small town Waikato and um, I remember some of the boys there yeah. were kind of, I, I was like oh they're they're confusing me, <laughs> yeah, but my girl, yeah, yeah. like they're really, they're kind of like, oh, you know, she's the girl on TV. But then some of the stuff they'd say to me was kind of mm. gross, and mm. I was like, oh wow. my god. And I probably had a, I can't remember if I had a boyfriend at the time, but still, it wasn't appropriate, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh no, what do you? Wow, whoa. <laughs> so why do you why do you go to the UK? Do you do three seasons of that and 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 disappear to go and do something else? Or I went to study in. Um, California, so random. So I was doing, I went back to uni, so I was mm. actually doing university while I did Outrageous Fortune, and I remember I was learning Spanish and philosophy or something like that, and yeah. maybe another language. And I was literally like, I remember having to use a fax machine to fax in my, you know, assignments <laughs> yeah, yeah. on set. So it was really crazy, and, um, and then I saw that I could do an exchange program, and I was just really ready to go overseas again. I'd done one trip with the band in my mm. early 20s. And I was like, I want to, I want to, and I just thought, I'm going to go live in California. And I did. And I went mm. and lived by the beach, California, and studied at UCSD, San Diego, and spent a lot of time in LA. Um, and then knew, I knew I wasn't going to go home. Mm. I knew I wasn't going to get on that flight. And I went to England. And yeah. Went to Spain. No, I went to Spain to study more Spanish, and then went to England, and I stayed there for another two years. And so, are you thinking about trying to get a toe in the water acting-wise in these locations, or um, are you having any success <coughs> with that, or, or is it not about that at all? Um, it was... Always about studying the first thing, but of course, like I, I went and tried to get meetings in LA, and it was right in the middle of the writer strike. Yeah, yeah. So I got to meet with casting agents, but like no, it was dead. Everyone Nothing was, was super depressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the meetings were that was everyone was so sad, mm. and I was like, uh. and I also um, I had a sense that um, I wasn't kind of cut up for that. 200 girls that look like you with fake boobs, white teeth, and their faces have completely been reconstructed. Mm. And I just kind of, I knew that that wasn't maybe my path. I've always sort of known that. Mm. And then um, and then I was just so interested in going to Spain and study. And then England, I did all sorts of jobs and, and then ended up working at music festivals. I had this one summer of just going to like nine or ten music festivals. And that would be one of the most fondest memories of my life, mm. you know. And mm. I'm like, if I've been anal about trying to... I did have an agent in London. Mm. Um, but, um, which was great. So, yeah, I think I've still got that agent. I don't know. Mm. But yeah, it wasn't my focus. My focus was to explore the world and be single. I think I was single. Yes, I was single. And so what brings yeah. you back? Do you come back to do that final season of Outrageous? Or do you, or is that just... A, no. That just happens because you're back here? No, they wrote to me to see if I'd be around. And I think they must have thought we could bring Draska back in. And my friend had cancer and I decided to come back for like a couple of months and was with her through her chemo. And it worked out. So I basically got the money to... I got you know I earned through outrageous to come back for yeah, a summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. But too. I but I wanted to go use it my second year of my visa, and then um, my visa ran out, and that's the reason I came home. Mm. But I'm grateful because I was it was fan- the best thing that happened because I got into filmmaking when I returned. Mm, mm. Yeah. So um, how do you take those steps to go behind the camera? Yeah. <laughs> um, it was all f- ex- ex- totally accidental. I had this story I wanted to write, and I had no idea if I could even write it. And I just happened to write a script and showed uh, a friend who's a filmmaker, and he said, "Oh, that's good, but you need to cut it in half." And if he'd said, "Oh, that's shit," I probably would have just went, "Oh yeah, cool." Yeah, yeah, we'll do that again. <laughs> yeah, I was just had no no yeah. idea. I was like, yeah, I yeah, like yeah. it, but who knows? Um, and that was Friday Tigers, and that was my first script, really. And um, I actually wanted someone else to direct it, and I wanted to act in it. And then that director that I was trying to get, a friend of mine, I don't think she didn't want us to direct it. Like mm. she was a sort of busy, and so. The guy said that you should direct it, and so I just put in an application. I didn't know what I was talking about. I mm. swear, I was like looking at references of movies and going, "I like this movie, Blue Valentine," or I don't know, I don't mm. know what I was doing. Mm. And um, so actually, I was forced to make it because I got the funding. I was like, "Holy shit! Now I have to make this film." <laughs> and so I made another one that I quickly wrote up, 
called The Folk and we shot it for 400 bucks. So it all happened like that and then suddenly I was like, oh this is cool, I can have a say over costumes mm. and mm. art department. And mm. So it turns out I'm a control freak. This is the moral of that story. <laughs> <laughs> so then sometime around then must be when you do mm. Dean's film? Yeah, yeah. So then mm. I made Friday Tigers and then did Dean's film and it was the funnest time of my life because i just come off having to direct and then all I had to go do was set and up and go back to yeah, yeah, acting. Yeah. And that's a funny oh, film, you know, like it's a, it's yeah. a, a good little film. Yeah. Girl, you make me want to hop into a tiny plane and meet you on the beach for a holiday. Girl, you make me want to skip off work to kiss your lips to write your notes and all of that shit. We think he's creepy. No, I'm just crazy. He did good, man. Like, yeah. 17 days, yeah. feature film. I could. Uh, first I time. Talked to him recently for for this, and, and I've done it for years, but that was the first time that he actually uh, realised how quickly that film was put together. Nuts. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. Couple of weeks, three weeks. And then they had to get an editor. They had no yeah. time to sit on it, yeah. which most people have. Yeah. They wrote it in like three weeks. I mean, it was mental. Yeah. And I reckon what they achieved is bloody awesome because. Yeah films make take five years yeah, you know? yeah exactly yeah and so and then what and then you go back shortly after that you get back on tv with uh, another role in a step down yeah yeah i did so when was that that must have been like 2013 or so yeah with that first yeah so i'm saying i'm always you're always doing lots of things mm. and i think social media is a real strange thing because people think you know, like they see you've done one thing and you might have shot it four years ago. Mm, <laughs> like mm. They think you're busy and that you're rich and you're glamorous. Yeah, yeah, and, totally. And you're like, no, I'm not. I'm broke. <laughs> yeah. like, like I did a big charity bike ride that took up two years of my life organizing and do, training for. And, and um, yeah, you're constantly doing other jobs. So I, I But, yeah, Stepdad came along at a really good time because mm. I was like, oh, man, how am I going to... Now, what happened with that? Did, were there two seasons? Yeah, we did two seasons. And then it got, it's been cancelled, has it, or yep. finished? Because yep. I watched the first season. Watch the second and, season. Is it good? Yes, the second season. Because like, I thought the first season was okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I stuck with it. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't call it amazing TV, but I, there was enough in it. Yeah, it's kind of, um, you know, I think, because I was actually on the storylining team, mm. but I was very fresh, I didn't know what we were doing. Um... And then second season, I think we got into a really good role and we started pushing things a little bit. And um, my, I think my character story was cooler. So I was like the season that my character story Right, so what you're saying is yeah. you no, get to shine in the second no, no, season. No, 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 no. So I the, should, all I the should other, watch it because of that. No, no, no. <laughs> all, the, um, all the kind of, you know, because these are the mm. two leads and then there's mm. all the other. They all sort of came up. Yeah. And had good, it, yeah. It, what I remember about it was we had sort of ongoing discussion about it in the house watching it. We were like... It's not a bad program, but it's taken half the first season to sort of fully explain and justify and get over its premise, you know? Yeah. And then... <laughs> you can agree, can't you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you yeah. To, also, you can disagree, by the well, way, but, you know, you know... No, I just I just feel like it did get into its stride a bit. Yeah, yeah, so that, so, that's um, what I can imagine, and yeah. that's what you're saying. Like, I don't yeah. know why I didn't watch. I think probably we, 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 we stopped watching TV altogether and cancelled TV, you know, like... Yeah. But I remember thinking, when it, seeing that it had been renewed and going, oh, I wonder if that'll work, you know, yeah. might, might check in with that. Well, we got to do a couple of cool things, like... Because Kate McDermott's the creator, and she's great. She's such a cool woman. And we did, um, like, we were storyline, episode three is my favourite, and it actually won Shoshana McCallum, who's my very good friend and a writing mm. buddy. She won the award for the script, and when we were storylining that episode, we brought in an ex-boyfriend of my character, Jen, and it was kind of cool, like, Shosh and I, you know, we are probably the youngest on the team, probably we're in, in our early 30s, and, um, we, you know, stuff like going, oh, why doesn't that guy be, instead of being good-looking white dude, why don't we make him Josh Thompson? Not saying Josh Thompson's not hot, he's really hot, but you know, it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and we actually were like, let's make him Josh, he's yeah, so yeah. funny, he's yeah. great, he's charming. And, Get out of the cliches, and, avoid the... And it, I was really proud, like, SPP were like, yeah, like, they were just going with it, and I was mm. like, this is so cool, because I think immediately they come to mind of all those, you know, you're good-looking white dudes, and um, just things like that really lifted it, because it was yeah. like, it made it funny, and he's just such a brilliant yeah. performer, that guy, yeah, like, yeah. God, he's good. And Shoshana just wrote it into the script, um, heavy set Tongan with an afro. And I was like, they mm. can't get around it. Like they, they, they just became yeah, in their yeah, minds, yeah, and yeah. we were like, we're gonna yeah. cast Josh. So things like that. Kate is awesome. She's like, yeah, let's just try some new things. And mm. I just think making a TV is really hard because you got the, you know, you got your executive producers and the production company. You've got mm. the networks, and and then you've got your creative team. And it's, and then 
all the choices have to go through all those people. Yeah, yeah. It's just really... But, yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to be a bit buffer on everyone else, but the thing that's going to work for New Zealand TV in the long run is going to be, like, people that are doing the sorts of things you're doing on the side, like short films and yeah. webisodes and that are going to get picked up and streamed, yeah. aren't they? Like, they're going to, as the platforms uh, increase and, you know, subscription models improve around that, like, we're... We're never going to compete with Netflix, but there's going to be chances for New Zealand things to be on Netflix. There already is. I reckon. And like, then there'll yeah. be, even in the on-demand things, the local things, they'll start to, and I guess it started in some small, in some sort of small cases, but that's where, and I guess that's where someone like yourself that's got skills outside of just acting. Mm. Your, your acting skills must be, uh, and instincts must be, of great help to you as a filmmaker. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Surely. <laughs> I, I think so. I think I know. At least you yeah. know what you're asking people to do. Yes, what totally, I think. totally. You know, you, you, so if you get a stroppy person on a set or, yeah. a, or a frustrated person, you can more instantly put yourself in those shoes than a director who has not Yes, absolutely. Acted. I think, um, absolutely. And I think that even, like, I've learnt one thing with directing is that even when your actor does a good job, you need to let them know yeah. because the actor will just turn to you and they and you're going in to fix the things yeah, that yeah. aren't working. Yeah. And I was working with you know you know Panahima Taylor, yeah. beautiful young Maori actor. He is just X Factor actor, yeah. really great. And I remember my first scene on West Side, I got to direct in my placement, and he was just nailing it. And I just wasn't giving him any feedback, and he's just looking at me, and I'm like, oh sorry. So so I, I quick, and I'm this exactly the same. I just noticed on the short mm. film, I'm mm. like they're going, they do the sh- do the scene, they're like go again, and I'll be like, what are my notes? And I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh my god, I'm doing a punner. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we need to know constantly. And it's actors are just weird creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's because we we want to nail it. You know, you want to nail it. You want to do. You want to you want to fulfil the vision of the writer or the director. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think that's one thing. Being an actor, I'm really aware of how we operate, mm. and um, some mm. people are very relaxed, mm. but a lot of us aren't. <laughs> um, you mentioned the the charity stuff. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Some some people, you know, I guess maybe don't want to talk about what they do with regard to that. But you're quite active, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So a couple of years ago, yeah, I did the right out of the blue, and we wrote up New Zealand for Mental Health Foundation. And then we were able to give some money to a really cool group up in Whangarei called the Raid Movement. And they are a young, predominantly Māori um, group who look after youth. And, mm. you know, there's a really high suicide rate up in Northland and still is. Um, and then we did it, supported another group that was going through schools doing bullying stuff. Um, that, so that's one thing that's quite close to my heart. And then also my, I'm an ambassador and on the board, which is, sounds really official. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of is actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always like the youngest. But it's for um, an organisation called Nuestros Pequeños Hermanos, which is NPH, and it, that means um, our little brothers and sisters. And that's nine orphanages through Latin America. And I've visited three of them now, Mexico, Dominican Republic, and Peru. And hopefully we'll make my way through them all, but... It's expensive wow. because yeah. yeah, we're not paid to go, and I, yeah, I, yeah. I think people think, "Oh, you get to go on all these trips," and I'm yeah. like, "The orphans aren't paying for me to come visit yeah, them." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, people have that. People now have that. Well, maybe, hopefully not everyone, but people now have that idea that um, charities exist, and a huge part of what they collect goes into just you know admin and then finding people to be no. you know name sponsors and name people that prop up the. Some of them do do that, though. I th- yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> like it's, it's come from a place where you know there, there are. Some I've met some actors who are like, oh, I just got sent on this trip to Jordan mm. or something, and I'm mm. like, so what? So and yeah. it, and it really boggles me. And I guess you need that level of celebrity ambassador, mm. Mm. but with our one, like sometimes we do a fundraiser, and my our MPH director's like, oh, I'll give you a free ticket for this one, and I'm like, yeah. I'm the MC, like yeah, yeah. she's so strict, and I'm like. I love that about you. Yeah. Like, please give me a free ticket because I'm the MC. <laughs> but yeah. I love that you that I shouldn't assume that yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know, and um, means you're in it for the right reasons. Yeah, and... yeah, and she is just like the two directors we've had are just so amazing, and I know with how they work the money, and they're so transparent with their budgets. Yeah. And the board meet like every last dollar is looked at, and that's what I love about this. So what? Charity. What? What promoted you, what urged you to do this and to, to choose the things that you're doing? Yeah. 
Good question. And I think that I'm thinking that... Outside of what we talked about with, like, some charities that are are in it for the money for themselves. Um, I just went to an evening, was invited along through a mutual friend, and saw this woman, Christina Cavett, talk... And she'd lived in a home for two years. Mm. So that always helps when someone's volunteered and they've been there. And she's an amazing woman. And now does, like, mindfulness for, you know, youth with no money. You know, she's just, like, incredible. She'll take yoga to people that could never afford it. Mm. For, like, young kids that have got learning disabilities. Like, she's Mm. that kind of woman. And so I saw her integrity. And then she talked about the homes. And I just sort of, I just, yeah, it was just a really weird moment where I was like, I want to help these guys out. And then when I went to Peru and I saw how they worked like the two directors of the orphanage came out and were digging the grass with us sweating through their shirts and I just was like oh this is legit and the kids are awesome the home is amazing like they look after the kids and they want to educate them but they also want to look after their health and um, they're not just feeding them and sending them out they like want them to get their university degree and so it was something about going there that helps but, yeah, even I can't even get my mum to sponsor a child. Like I'm like, mm. she's like, oh, there's so many things to support. And I'm like, but your daughter's been to three of the homes. Like, mm. really? Mm. <laughs> well, my sister, and because people want to support back home here. Mm. And I 100%, you know, so of course we need to do that. But it is that thing of going to a, a third world country, which I shouldn't call it, developing nation, and seeing a slum and being inside a home of a slum with made of tarpaulin and dirt and smells like piss and shit and these kids running around and that is when you're like fuck this is mm. next level poverty mm. and so but now with my boyfriend you know we really really want to do a he's maori and we really want we're really looking for some way to really support um maori youth with me, mm. maybe with mental health staff mm. or mm. so you know i really want to do stuff here and do stuff abroad because i think we're globe we're global we're global global citizens i have no people hate that term What's the truth down here? Yeah, but it's the it truth. Really is. Look, look yeah. how involved we are in American yeah, politics. Exactly. Like, like I'm so involved, and it's yeah. not my country, you know. It'd almost be nice if we were, if we channeled some of that into next year into <laughs> our own election, know. you know. But you know, it's not going to happen. I know. Because 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 we don't have, uh, you know, like everyone appears. Everyone on my Facebook feed appears to hate Donald Trump and think he's ridiculous. But there's a level of celebrity about him. I, I mean. I, I'm as bad as anyone. I share a lot of the information about him because I'm frankly baffled by it. Same. But, yeah. uh, you know, like, we don't have the same fascination with with our cringy locals, do we? It goes back to when we couldn't stand listening to the new Kiwi accent or watching ourselves on screen, but we could watch the biggest load of shit from the States. It is... Yeah. I, I do wonder what will happen next year. I wonder if we will get really excited about It'd our It'd be election. nice to think, but... Um. I mean, I, yeah, I'm kind of feeling a bit excited about some change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, do you think we're going to get it, though? I don't know. We're, we're not. I we've got to wait think. for Jacinda Ardern to yeah, yeah, be around yeah. a bit longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Jacinda. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what what else is, uh, the other thing I think is worth mentioning, you, you briefly mentioned it, but I was going to say, nice job with the Anna Coddington videos. So you've done a, yeah. you've done a bunch of them, but the, the, the new one looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, that's actually really like just working with Anna more and she's, that woman is just so great to direct, like, so this is Apples, you're talking about Apples? Mm, yeah, mm, so Apples. Mm. So That is the newest one, isn't it? Or is there one there's another that? one that she yeah, did yeah, yeah, with yeah. a photographer. Yeah, but it's the one that you did. Is the, yeah, 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 Apples. So um, she really, she kind of said to me, this is what I want, I want something really light and fun and colourful and... And object, you know, we thought she wasn't going to be in it because yeah. she just had her baby. Yeah. And Anna is just super mum. Like seriously, that woman is incredible because she had her had her little bub on set. It was like feminist filmmaking. You know, it was mm. awesome. But she was in her Zambezi suit. You know, I can't even imagine yeah. how much that cost. Um, she's breastfeeding Bubba, who's like this angel baby, mm. just this I don't know gift mm. from the universe and um you go, she goes off and then she comes back in and i can just t- ask her to do anything and she did it like no actor would have done mm. <laughs> like i make her do stupid things she just does it and then her other son has to come in and he's doing stuff and dad's around and and anna's just phenomenal and just the sweetest woman and and so i think that, that yeah and there was a sense of that on set yeah, and yeah. we had a wonderful art director jane bucknell who's also a mother of two um beautiful maori woman and there was a really just wonderful thing. I was like, oh, this is, 
this and it just you know I just think it feels right sometimes when you're making something but I was thinking like not only is it nice for you to explore and continue that connection with her and friendship but that's a great link for you back to music just being involved yeah. with her videos right yeah, totally. like, in, in the absence of playing yourself yeah yeah you're still on some level part of making not making music but making a product that's, yeah. that's promoting music and connected yeah. to music and the fact that you're doing it with someone that you have actually worked with in that capacity before yeah makes it even closer to making music for you i'm sure yeah absolutely to, to feeling bonded to her artistic vision and, yeah yeah no it's been and really her, cool and her to yours you know i'm writing a um a film that i want her to be in it you know as well like because yeah. there's, like, there's a quite big musical element to it yeah i need to talk to her and anika about it but yeah it's kind of like i do kind of want to keep working with her and she actually did a score for us too for a 48 hour film that we did it was a hundred percent female crew mm, mm. and it was awesome like she just had to like get it together on a saturday for us on the sunday and that was cool just yeah. like her so i'm hoping that we can work together on those yeah cool yeah keep going cool so summer's gonna be head down writing yeah see what you come up with Working with, yeah, so we've got a couple of TV, I mean, it doesn't mean anything, because you yeah. say your TV shows are optioned, and then they might just sit yeah, for yeah, two yeah. years. But you've, um, you've got that in that some people haven't got it. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. you can be grateful at least for that, right? Like, you've got, uh, it's going to get heard. Yes, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. And things are being heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but, then, yeah. but then it is worth pointing out that, yeah, that doesn't, that's not a guarantee. No, it's never yeah, a guarantee. Yeah. Nothing's a guarantee, and that's a kind of a weird way to live your life, just constantly, like. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just, you're, you know, you could get a phone call today mm. and find out you've got a job for five months next year and or not <laughs> how do you um manage your own sort of mental health yeah i was going to say anxiety but yeah mental health around exactly that, that yeah. concept like that's what made me ask that was just thinking that as a classic example of mm. going from a a moderate to almost a low to to the potential of this exhilarating high yeah being given like news of the world essentially um, I think that I do, I have definitely suffered from anxiety and I will, could probably will in the future, but I have been thinking about how I've been, hasn't been that present recently and it's been really lovely. But what happens when my, yeah, when my bank balance starts to dwindle, mm. because you know, you get these TV jobs and then suddenly you've got all, you've got to pay off your student loan because mm. I got a stupid student loan from all the studying I did. And, um student loan and then all these bills I haven't been able to pay mm. and so you're paying all that so people go oh you're sweet and you're like no I'm not I'm just now getting myself back to where yeah. I was and um because I think it's really important to talk about this stuff because mm. I just think I'm not I, I don't care if I say to people oh you're broke or because I think it's just the people, reality people like, need to know that someone came in here the other day to record and said oh and looked around our house and said oh so this is what um slagging off most of the New Zealand music industry buys you and it was like uh <laughs> No, yeah, no, wow. no. But you know, the 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 um, the idea afterwards was that that was a joke, but it was yeah. still said with some like yeah. you know with a question mark. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like not even close, you know. Yeah. Like, no, this is what working full time outside of that for years, yeah. um, and borrowing yeah. <laughs> allows you to get a a quarter of someone else's debt yeah. on a property. You know, like know. it doesn't mean anything. I. I think about that, like house, like you know, house prices in Auckland. Like I just don't. I'm not. I don't have a nice. Like my car is a 1994 Mazda Familiar. We call her the White Panther, mm. and I will drive her till she dies. You know, like I'm just not someone that needs. Yeah. yeah. I don't focus on. Oh, I want to. I mean, I'll get a new car soon because I need to. Because you have to. But I <laughs> yeah, just. Yeah. I'd rather go. Okay, I'll spend six grand going to Mexico and Cuba. I'll go mm. to the orphanage mm. um, and I'm researching for something I'm writing. Because I guess, like, what you're doing work-wise is, is kind of a huge privilege. Like, you've got mm. your own creative outlet going, you know, it's important to you. But it's still, like, I, I've been thinking about this more and more, I include myself in this with respect to what I do. Like, these are largely quite selfish choices we make, mm. you know, like, <laughs> you know, we, we should remind ourselves of yeah. that, you know, like. It, yeah, and actually. You can, you can say all you like that, you know, people, you give, you spread joy, or in my case, misery, perhaps, but, you know, you spread joy to what people are doing, you mm. do this and that, but it is quite a selfish choice to decide to want to do that. Which is, 
It's then how you manage it. Yeah, no. This is so crazy. Because I found out recently about a friend of mine who's a year older than me with quite a serious illness. And it was a really close person to me. And Mm. I was like, it was this kind of crazy week of like, I was in the middle of lungs. And I was like, I literally wrote down the questions, you know, what is the Mm. purpose of life? What is the purpose of Mm. acting? And someone laughed at me and I was like, no. I mean, I've been thinking about that my whole life. Mm. But I did sit there and I went, I'm so happy I'm doing lungs right now. Like, you know, none of us are going to make a lot of money out of this. Mm -hmm. Probably just cover our costs. If that, um, we find out soon. It's co-op theatre. But there was something about the sense of doing that play that, yes, for me, yay, I get to do a really cool acting role and I'm very lucky. And selfishly, I'm like, yes, awesome. But I love that it's a play about something. Yeah, absolutely. And then earlier in the year, I got to do Catching the Black Widow, the tele feature that will come out next year. And I got to play a real-life woman, Leanne Cartier, who solved the crime of her 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 brother's murder. Mm. And again, it was another piece of like, this is not about me. Like, yes, again, mm. awesome mm. acting role for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great got, business card for yep. the future, all of that. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there was, I got to meet Leanne like multiple mm. times. Mm. And I was like, holy cow, this is someone's life. And so, yeah, yeah. Well, what is that like um, having to play a version of, of someone, someone. Who, you, who is actually still around too? Because really, that has to yeah. be different than if someone's written a you know historical play or whatever, and you're just riffing on a yeah, and you can you know, it might be based on a real person, but you're never going to meet them. They're never going to see it. But yeah, it was um, it's probably one of the coolest. It's the best, probably the best acting job I've ever had. Um, mm. but yeah, it was really amazing actually because I was you know Leanne's from Christchurch um, now lives in Sunshine Coast she's this amazing New Zealand Australian hybrid accent right yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and um, she's this you know didn't go to uni or anything Mm. now is going to uni now Mm. is studying criminal law Mm. but is super smart Mm. but you know wasn't academically smart you know but now Mm. she's just like it's just such a she's got this like um, photographic memory Mm. and so and then she's got four kids I had a 21 year old in this thing it was like insane and like physical transformation of works and stuff so it was I just really wanted to nail her you know as much Mm. as I could you have to still do your vision but it's a real Erin Brockovich story and I was like this is cool this is about a woman that is like you know it's not you know it's not um what is she Christchurch god what is middle class anymore anyways I don't even Mm. know what middle class is but you know, this is an, a, a normal woman who has had done something extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just felt like, yeah, I was like, this, I've got to really honour her life. And I met her daughter, I met her her son and her two daughters, and I met her brother. Wow. And it was like, it became very real. And, yeah. But my director, Thomas Robbins, is just a lovely man. So, yeah, but that was, so these two jobs have made me go, wow, this is cool. Like, this has taken yeah, 15 are, years to get to this. But These are like kind of... Uh, it's statement acting, like yeah. for you, but like for you as an actor and for what it does for you, these are big statement things, but it's sort of, yeah, like issue-based or whatever, yeah. isn't it? It's like real real life stuff and issue-based. And I would imagine, I can only imagine meeting someone who you're going to play and their family is both helpful and a colossal hindrance. Like suddenly yeah. there's a huge weight of expectation of what you... Just, you it's know, quite what your bracket. portrait's going to be, yeah, exactly. As yeah. much as it's essential background, quite yeah. daunting. Well, doing her accent was like, I didn't want her to think that I was taking the piss. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. she was just like, I don't think she heard it. She was like, yeah. She was like, oh, yeah. No, And she goes, oh, my friend thought that you sounded like me. And I was like, oh, that's good. So, I was, yeah, it was just that kind of zoning in to wow. create her. Yeah. Yeah. So we were we we sidelined ourselves there. We were talking mm. about managing mental health and, oh, yeah, exactly. and in and around Finances. essentially the job you do. Yeah. So okay. So I and managing those highs and lows and finances and yeah. When the, yeah. So that's what I was saying. So when the yeah. finances are your bank account sort of down to mm. really uh, desperate, uh, unco- uncomfortable figures. Yeah. Um, I realise I, I don't even know what's happening but there is this baseline of anxiety so I will you know the day might be a little bit harder or I need to call my boyfriend more and he's mm. or he's not answering and I'm like why are you mm. talking to me mm. and then I sort of realise I'm like okay so there's this baseline of anxiety that has crept in and it's literally financial because mm. I think oh there's no reason that I should feel like this and it did happen during lungs because mm. I'd come into lungs not super you know a lot of money yeah and then you know we don't get you don't see that money so it's and I and I but I clock it and I yeah. go okay okay that's what that's about and then 
you know, hopefully something, you just sort of bloody hope that something comes along. It just, but, it strikes me as giant sort of leap of faith stuff from your... Yeah, I'm a Buddhist. From your end. <laughs> I'm a Buddhist. So, uh, atheist. Uh, so it's not, yeah. So when that word leap of faith, yeah, yeah. it is faith, but not in... God yes. giving me something. No, no, no. Yeah, but but actually that word is but really it, important. Yeah, f- faith is an important thing to have in oneself and, yeah. and and of oneself. That's how I see it and use it. You know that things. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah, and also you know I mean I'm I'm in a position where my boyfriend, you know, he's like okay, well he's just taking whatever jobs he can. He's in the film industry too, mm. and then um, I'm hoping that next year that, that something will come into something will fruit yeah <laughs> and that you know maybe he can be a bit more selective with what he takes but yeah it's a juggling act and yeah. then we have this thing in New Zealand too where it's like uh, you said it's taken me 15 years to to do these things so like the film the telly film comes out next year mm. and if it charts absolutely amazingly and your performance is you know raved about it might mean which, nothing which is <laughs> exactly it might do or even yeah. if in some ways, the best that that might mean is a whole lot of people um, describe you as an overnight success. You know, Imagine which, that. which which is which yeah. is uh, is newcomer uh, eighty walker yeah, exactly, <laughs> which is kind of cruel too, isn't yeah. it? Like it's uh, it's misleading and inaccurate and and frustrating. I because, know. Uh... You know, no, it's because uh, I always like how Dave Dobbin called his greatest hits album Overnight Success, you know, because it was like he released that after 30 years of performing, you know. And so I, I worry that that's a pretty standard thing in New Zealand, that we build up these overnight successes mm. um, and we mark someone against, like, one great thing they've done and one great thing only. Oh, I still get... I mean, people just think I've done Outrageous Fortune. Like, yeah. I'm mean, like, oh, my God. And so then again, yeah. you have the the flip side of that is you have to sort of go on one level. You have to go, well, I was, whether well, lucky's the word, but yeah. you know, or some version there. I was fortunate, fortunate yeah. to get that job yeah. and and to have it stick. That yeah. people because that show's old now. Yeah. That's old news, but it won't go away here. No, which is great. Like mm. that's you know, I wouldn't think that's any sort of albatross. I would think that's a badge of honour. Yeah, being involved with that show. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. really proud of that show. Yeah, I love. I mean, yeah. I love all those people and in touch with most of them. So, yeah, it's really, really important. But, yeah, overnight, I think there's two things. Because one is we can oversaturate the market here because, yeah. like, two yeah, TV yeah, yeah. channels. So, yeah, I, I mean, I have no... I don't for a second think, oh, that's going to come out and I'm going to get a job from no, it. No, no, no. Like, I don't even think I don't even think I'm t- get one <laughs> job from it. At the same time, <laughs> you have to hope that that could happen or that, that it's going to be part of the CV that, lands you your next significant thing that it's all building blocks isn't it the main thing about that project is that I look I don't even look like me like they're peroxide in my eyebrows off wow brown wigs yeah um big boobs <laughs> like so, totally different and that's that was the the cool thing is that I'm like oh maybe people will stop seeing me as like a blonde girl or bl- strawberry yeah, blonde yeah, yeah, girl yeah. that's the that's the one thing I'm like oh maybe they'll I could play a different kind of role but mm, mm. Yeah, chance yeah. to actually disappear into a character cosmetically, physically. Because we don't really do that in New Zealand. Like, no. it's always about prettying everybody up a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and I think that's a shame. I think we need to make TV a bit rougher and a bit mm, more real. I agree. Okay. Like we had like dehydrating makeup into my crow's feet. You know, it was just mm. so amazing. Wow. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is so great. Wow. Yeah, and I just haven't seen that TV. We don't do that. We should be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you're in it for the long haul, fifteen years in, and still going. You're you're not. Yeah. You, you know you've got and you've got these obviously these options you can turn to within the industry you're working in. Yeah. You could become a writer mm. first and foremost. Yeah. Or a director first and foremost. Yeah, I just think. Um, or an actor first and foremost of something like. Yeah definitively clicks with that and you're in hot demand and you don't have time for those or it it strikes me that the writing is a pretty important thing to you yeah it's the kind of creating of projects so I don't know yeah so it's kind of like as an ownership as a um, having a purchase on something in TV I think producing is much more creative role so you know the producer sort of oversees everything Mm. so maybe that's my long term goal I don't Mm. know like Mm. long term not Mm. not right now Mm. 
Um, I've got working with a wonderful TV producer at the moment, and I wouldn't want to do anything but come up with the ideas at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But yes, I think coming up with ideas and because um, there's a lot of kooky ideas in my brain, and they're often not about anything related to my own life, and I don't mm. know what that's about. But I think it's just about watching people or hearing one conversation and going. Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think acting. Yeah, great, great income. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of the goal of the acting, I think. Yeah. But I don't really know. I think. Um, we just don't have that luxury of going, I'm only going to be an actress yes. in this country. Yeah, 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 that's right. Unless, unless you're one of unless you're two on or three Street. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Shortland Street is a job that gives people an everyday thing. Uh, yeah. But I just did that short film with um, Jared Dawari, who's on Shorty, and um, he was just so excited to come sit, do the short film, just to play a different yeah, character. To do, yeah, you know? to step out. Yeah. Um, and then there's the bad reunion, the big... Uh, Duchess of Hats of Jeffrey reunion. Oh my god, can you imagine? I have to really to play the drums. Oh, I'm going to, I'm writing a TV show about women who drum, actually. Yeah. So, here we go. Bring it back in the music. Um, yeah, I wonder if we'll ever do that. Possibility. <laughs> I just can't even remember how anything, yeah, maybe. <laughs> just one song, just one song. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Anika Moore can come in and do something with her bare feet. Sun gone.